1: Now, here's John Carter with today's message.
0: Welcome back to this tremendous hour. This program is coming from Southern California. I'm in the Carter Report studio. Got cameras, but no camera people. Got lots of seats here, but no people, no audience. Got a tiny skeleton's crew upstairs, led by my son, David. And we're sending this program around the world because we believe we're living in this tremendous hour and we believe we've come to the end times. Now, I've got something here. I spoke about it in the last session. We've just done an eight-page coronavirus bulletin full of very, very important facts. Where did the COVID-19 virus come from what can we do about it can we have hope how can we sort of eliminate our chances of getting this if that is possible and so please write to me friend uh john carter post office box 1900 thousand oaks california 91358 that's here in the united states in australia write to me care of my friend pastor harold harker down there we've got a box number there, so please write to me and we'll send you this eight-page bulletin on the coronavirus. Important facts, important information, and it comes to you with God's blessing. We're so glad that you tuned our way today. Now, the text we've been talking about is a text, we're not gonna put it up because we've already gone through it. We may refer to it later. But there's a text in the book of Romans that says that knowing the times, knowing the hour, it is high time to awake out of sleep because now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. It's a book, uh, is that book of Romans that is full of tremendous information? And this text tells us that we have come to a certain time when the prophecies are being fulfilled. In the last session, we spoke about some of those prophecies. But we're going to talk about some other things too. The Bible says it's high time. We say, okay, it's high time. High time for what? The Bible says it's high time to wake out of sleep. That's what the text says in the book of Romans. High time to awake out of sleep. And I say, my friend, it's high time to awake out of sleep and stand on the promises of God. You know, there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of fear in the United States of America where hundreds of thousands of people have got the coronavirus and tens of thousands of people have died. Uh, We didn't put up the exact figures today because they're changing all the time. People are dying every day. And there's a lot of fear out there. A lot of people are worried. I want to say this to you. It is high time to wake out of sleep and stand on the promises of God. Now, I'm going to take my Bible. I'm, I'm going to come over here to 2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to come to verse 4. Still finding it. 2 Peter, what is it, Chapter chapter 1 and verse 4. Now, here it goes. I want to read it to you right out of the Bible. So, Are you ready for this? It says, By which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The Bible talks, my friend, the Bible talks about great and precious promises. It's not a case of sleeping on the premises. It's a, it's a case of standing on the promises. And if you stand on the promises, you're not going to fall down. I want to talk to you today about some of the promises. I want to quote some of these promises. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Just let this soak down into your soul. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things As you have, here it is. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can the coronavirus do to me? If I've got God in my heart, I will not fear. I can stand... On the promises of God, I will not be afraid. Now, here's another one, another great promise. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 to 31. I just love this. Isaiah chapter 40, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. I just love Isaiah 40, verses 29 to 31. He gives power to the weak. Are you feeling weak today? There's power for you. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My friend, If you let God take hold of you today, he's going to put his arms around you and you are going to soar like an eagle. You're going to walk. You're not going to get weary. You're going to run and you're not going to faint because you're going to have the breath of God under your wings, lifting you up. So I want to tell you folks something. It's time for us in this tremendous hour to stand, to stand, to stand firmly on the promises of God. This is no time to go to water. This is no time to be filled with fear. This is no time to run away. This is a time to stand up, and we can stand up when we're standing on the promises of God. Are you hearing me today? There are two hospital ships over here in the United States that are in active service now. They're called Comfort and Mercy. <laughs> what names? Comfort and mercy. One here in L.A., one in New York. Comfort and mercy. The Bible tells us that comfort and mercy come from God. They've got big red crosses. You know who founded the Red Cross? Christians in Switzerland. Uh, In the 1800s, they saw all the soldiers being killed on the battlefields and hardly anybody there to help. So they founded the Red Cross. It comes from the cross of Christ. Here you've got these two beautiful, big U.S. naval ships, comfort and mercy. My friend, there's a message there from God to your heart. He's got comfort for you, brother, sister. He's got mercy for you. Comfort and mercy for you, my sister. This is not a time for us to be filled with fear. It's a time for us to stand on the promises of God and to feel the presence of God in our lives. Listen, it's high time. What time is it? The text says that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. It is high time, I'm telling you today, it is high time to prepare for the coming of the Lord and for the great tribulation. Some of my Christian friends call the coming of the Lord the rapture. So we're not going to argue over that point right here in this meeting. But we're saying this, it is high time to prepare for the great tribulation and the rapture. Now, I know some of my dear friends, and I've got so many friends in so many different churches, and they say, you know, bad things don't happen to good people. Good people won't get the COVID-19 virus. If they do, it's really because they're, they're hypocrites. They're not good people. But the Bible tells me that bad things happen to good people. And I'm going to talk to you now about the Great Tribulation because I believe that the saints of God are going to go through the great tribulation before Jesus returns. Now, please don't turn me off. I just want you to listen to this and just give me an opportunity to explain this. I'm going to come over here to Revelation chapter 7, uh, Revelation 7 and verse 9. Let me read it out of the Bible. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude of which no one which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Here's a picture of God's redeemed saints. These are God's people. This could not be plainer. And then if you come to verse 13 and 14, here you've got two very powerful texts. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes? Where did they come from? Who are these people? Who are they? Where did they come from? Verse 14, listen now. So I said to him, sir, you know. So he said to me, these are the ones who came out of, this is out of the Bible. These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Listen to me. Brother, sister, you can't come out of the great tribulation if you're not in the great tribulation. The saints of God are in the great tribulation. The saints of God are right there in the midst of this terrible time of trouble. The Bible says so. I just read it to you. And then Jesus comes and delivers them. What's hard about this? This is the truth of the Bible. Now I'm going to come over here to Matthew 24 and verse 21. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 21, 22. I want you to notice this. Jesus said. Now if Jesus said it, that settles it. For then there'll be great tribulation. This is the great time of trouble. For then there'll be great tribulation. And people tell me, hey, we don't need to worry about it because we're going to be raptured home to glory. The saints don't go through the great tribulation. Well, the book of Revelation says they they do. We just read the text. These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation. You can't come out of it if you're not in it. What's hard about that? Now, Jesus is talking about the great tribulation. Now, you may say to me, but my church, my, my friend, I respect your church. But my authority is not my church. Neither should your authority be your church. Our authority ought to be the holy word of God. Our authority is Christ through the Holy Spirit speaking through his word. For then there'll be great tribulation. There it is. Such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Did you hear that text? The Bible says it's going to be a tremendous time of trouble. And if God didn't shorten those days, no one's going to be saved but the Bible says, for the sake of the elect, those days are going to be shortened. Now, if God and the elect are God's people. They're the people who washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, as it's taught in the Bible. The elect are God's people. It would be totally irrelevant to shorten those days for the sake of the elect if the elect were not in the midst of that time of trouble. So I'm telling you, on the authority of the words of Jesus, that God's people go through the great time of trouble. Now notice something else that happens. In Matthew 24 and verse 29 and 30, I want to read this to you. Matthew 24 and verse 29 and 30. Listen to these words. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So you've got these great celestial signs. And then it says, verse 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Please, please. Listen to me. The Bible says there's a time of trouble, the great tribulation. And if God didn't shorten those days, nobody's going to be saved. But because God's people are there in the midst of it, the elect, he's going to shorten those days. Then the Bible says after this great time of trouble, there's going to be the celestial signs and then the next event will be the coming of Jesus Christ. How plain can it be? The saints, the elect, go through the great tribulation. Who said so? John Carter? No, Jesus said so. So you've got the great time of trouble, and then Jesus comes, and Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus delivers his people who've gone through the great tribulation. This is the Word of God. Now, I want you to think of this little statement here. It's almost impossible to get a church member to see a truth when his church membership depends upon his not seeing it. <laughs> There's another statement that's like it that says it's almost impossible to get uh, a person, anyone, to see a truth or some idea, if his salary depends upon his not seeing it. And it's almost impossible, my friend, to get a church member—not all by any means—not impossible for the elect. It's almost impossible to get a church member to see a truth when. His church membership depends upon his not seeing it. I'm here to tell you something today. Our authority is not based upon the church. Now, I've got a church. I love my church. But my authority is not based upon my church. All churches have made mistakes. My authority is right here. It is the holy word of a holy God. So the saints, the elect, go through the great tribulation and they are delivered when Jesus comes the second time. Why am I telling you this? Because, my friend, we've, we've arrived at this tremendous hour when this great tribulation may be starting and the church is going to be here. We have arrived at this tremendous hour. It is time to distinguish between truth and error. It is time to follow the Bible and lay aside by the grace of God our preconceived ideas. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow Christ. I want you to follow the Bible. It is time to hold on to God. It is time to triumph over the great tribulation and finally meet Jesus when he returns. This is the good news I'm telling you today, that Jesus is going to come back and Jesus is going to deliver his people. And his people are going to come out of this great tribulation. They're going to wash their robes in the blood of the lamb and they're going to be saved. Okay, here's another great truth. It's high time to understand that during this tremendous hour, God is removing his hand of protection, which brings on the great tribulation. Now this leads us to the logical question, does the God of the Bible send afflictions to the to the world? I want you to notice this text in the book of Lamentations. Uh, it's, it's a great text, this text in Lamentations. Here it is, great text. Terence does such a fantastic job putting these pictures up from 50, 60 miles away, amazing. Lamentations 3.33 says, he does not afflict willingly, he has no will to do this, nor grieves the children of men. God is not the author of pain, of suffering, of cancer or death. In a parable, Jesus said the enemy did these things. Some people blame God for this. God didn't give us COVID-19. It came from the wet markets, most likely in Wuhan, China, because of a violation of the health laws of the Bible, especially the laws of Leviticus chapter 11. This animal virus got into human beings. Never, never blame God. God loves us, God cares for us. God does not afflict the children of men. But I want you to think of the children of Israel in the Old Testament. Afflictions came to the children of Israel when God removed his hand of protection. Heard a great preacher in America, Dr. Stanley, say, God protected us during the Second World War. His hand was over us. If we hadn't had the protection of God, we wouldn't have won this war against the Nazis. God had his hand over America. But in the scriptures, as God's people turn away from God, God removes his hand of protection and these things come upon us. And I think, I want you to think about it too, I think many of us have given up on God. Remember Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one of the greatest Christians who had ever lived, who came out of the, the belly of the beast, out of the Soviet Union? when he saw all the terrible things that had happened to the Soviet Union and the terrible things that are happening in the world, he said, this is one of the greatest Christians, he said, we have forgotten God and all these things have befallen us. God doesn't send tribulation. He doesn't afflict the children of men, but we have forgotten God and all these things have befallen us. He wrote that tremendous book, The Gallic Archipelago. He received the Nobel Prize of Literature for Literature in 1970. When he came to America, he warned America that if we turn from God, great disasters would come upon us. There is time, my friend, to turn back to God. What is the time? It is time to awake out of sleep and seek the Lord while he may be found. That's the time, my friend, time to wake up. Look at Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Isaiah. 55, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him when? While he's near. He's near now. Come now. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. He will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. My friend, what is the time? It is high time to wake out of sleep. It is time to come back to God. It is time to come to Christ. It is high time to understand that God's love doesn't change. Some people think that God doesn't love us. God's love doesn't change. You know the story about the father in the Blitz in London when the Nazis were bombing the British. This man lost his wife, and there he was with his little daughter. She'd lost her mother. They were in an apartment. It was dark. It was cold. It was black, and the bombs were falling. The father said, my my little girl, go go to sleep. But she was crying for her mother. She couldn't get to sleep. So he said over and over again, it's time to go to sleep. Go to sleep. And she would cry out in the darkness, Daddy, are you still there? Are you still there? We cry out in the darkness, God, are you still there? He'd say, I'm still here. Are you looking in my direction? Yes, I'm looking in your direction. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm here and I'm looking in your direction. That's my message I want to tell you today, my friend. From my empty studio during this pandemic, I want you to know that he's alive and he's looking towards you. It is high time to believe our hour of deliverance is at hand. Can you say amen? The King is coming. We have arrived at this tremendous hour. The prophecies are being fulfilled. God is sending warning after warning. He speaks to us in hurricanes, tornadoes, the fires, the earthquakes, the floods, the pandemics. He says, I am coming. What is my message? That knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, the night It's far spent. It's almost over. And the day is at hand. Because, my friend, the King is coming. Remember this the King is coming. And He loves you. Why not open your heart today and say, Christ. Come into my heart today. I want your salvation. I want your peace. And I want your paradise. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you so much.
1: This is a Carter Report update on the coronavirus. Events around the globe are being postponed and canceled. We do not know how long our lives will be disrupted, but this we do know, the virus will be stopped. Health officials have asked all of us to use caution when traveling. Wash your hands and avoid crowds as much as possible. The John Carter Gospel Program in Manila will take place in the near future. Until then, may we all take refuge in the Holy Spirit and know that God's grace will guide us through this unsettling time. Let us pray for a quick recovery for those and their families touched by the virus. As we continue to provide you with new Carter Report programs, know that the Lord is watching over us. We appreciate you, our Carter Report family. This is indeed a time when your financial and prayerful support will help us reach those who perhaps for the first time are turning to God for comfort. time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept his free gift of eternal life, and then you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone, fellowship with other followers of Jesus, get baptized, read your Bible and pray. Choices, we make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website